So what is your podcast about in general? In general, it more so focuses on the experience of black millennials and just past, present, future, really. There's been episodes that talked about, you know, being in the club, dating, stuff like that. There's a episode talking about being a man, even though like being a man isn't um, necessarily a black thing. But there are aspects of being a man that only right. black men understand. Right. You no, know, little things like that that I mostly talk about and mostly, f- mostly focus on. But I make sure to talk about them in a way that everybody of any race can understand the perspective and hopefully learn something from it. Cool. So, yeah. Right. Ooh, podcast. <laughs> have you, you haven't heard the intro for the podcast, have you? I have not. Is it a song? It's a beat. A it's, beat. It's I'll a, play for her? Yeah, I'll play it real quick. recognize that but yeah where's it from (sighs) (laughs) it's familiar but i can't put a you know i can't put a name to Um, it i'm I'm just go ahead and let you know now the only the only place you would have heard that beat is on my podcast really shout out to lby productions he made the beat he didn't make it specifically for me but he made the beat and he let me use it for my podcast. I see. So it's original. I yes. have not heard it from anywhere. Exactly. And I'm just making stuff up. It's okay. <laughs> it it might sound kind of familiar to something, but you never heard that Okay, beat. not that exact beat. So I heard there's an interesting reason why you want to be on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Just to um, talk about my experiences growing up as Asian American and kind of listen to how you experienced your childhood and high school whatever up till now you can say being black it's being okay. black okay I, I, <laughs> I won't be offended it's like not politically correct but yeah me personally if you're not a black person there's two ways you can signify black people and uh will not feel type way that's black people and african-american right if you use either one of those two i'm like whatever now i do have a slight pet peeve when people say blacks Right. Because, that sounds <laughs> yeah, that feels very derogatory. Uh, and I know some people, they use it instead of saying black people, because that is a lot of syllables. But I'm not going to fly off the handle if you say it. But I will let you know, like, I don't like being addressed that way. OK. So. OK. Do you feel like that's the case with most black people? Or do you think that everyone's a little different? Everyone's a little different. I actually had this conversation maybe a month or two ago. And there was a guy, another black guy. And he said, you know do we as blacks need to do blah, 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 blah. I answered this question. And then after I answered this question, I was like, oh yeah, by the way, whenever people say blacks, black or white or any other ethnicity, I feel a type of way. And he was like, and then some other people was like, yeah, me too. And then some <laughs> other people was like, I don't understand why you would, yeah. you know? So there's, I mean, there's differences, you know? Yeah. So just say African-American until someone says it's okay or instructs you otherwise. I'm fairly certain African-American and black people, those two will fly okay. under. Sometimes they're not even American, though. You know what I mean? Like That's true. So like if you're not in America, you can't say African-American. That's true. A couple of my friends are African. And that kind of comes to a personal preference because I know one guy, he's 
I think second generation because his parents are African immigrants, but he grew up in America. Right. So technically African American, but you know, to some people that's saying you're African American takes away from your heritage. You know, mm-hmm. and African Americans and Africans have two completely different paths. Yeah. At that point, you know, it's I guess just ask whoever you're talking to <laughs> yeah. how, you know, he or she would like to be referred to. Yeah. It's always a safe Generally, there's not too many situations where you need to refer to a large group of black people unless you're talking about, like, you know, politics or something like that. Mm-hmm. So generally, it's okay. Okay. I think. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> Don't do like white people and try to explain why you fucked up. Just say you're sorry and keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> white people, there's a lesson here. Just say you're sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Since I just rambled on for like five minutes to give you a chance to say something asking what's it like growing up as asian or asian american seems like a very broad question let me let me ask you the same question that you asked me do asians or asian americans care about being called anything other than asian asian american i don't know no i even if someone were to say asians i don't perceive that as derogatory um, but maybe there's some terms like Oriental. I'm not a big fan of that one. That just call me Asian. Oriental. What the? I think what's worse is like when they try to guess what type of Asian you are. So it's okay. Like I, I don't mind if you call me Asian, but don't be like, oh, like are you Chinese or are you Korean? Like just be, just ask like, hey, what type of Asian are you or something like that instead of just assuming or guessing. I don't get offended when people try to guess. I feel like it shows interest. <laughs> like, oh, you're actually asking what I am rather than assuming Chinese. Right. No, I mean, like, if they go like, hey, what are you? I'm like, my go-to response would be, guess what I am, you know? But if they yeah. go if they go to me like, hey, are you Chinese? Hey, are you Korean? That's when I feel a certain type of way about it. Okay. So people from different Asian countries had different phenotypes. Right. Yeah. Like, it took me until, like, I was... 19 to figure out and i still can't remember because one of my asian friends told me there's like a a difference between like japanese and chinese people oh yeah especially if they stand next to each other you'll see it so i was like oh shit so what if it's like one of those situations where like they just learned like you know oh you know koreans don't have this phenotype and chinese people don't have this phenotype and like oh you look like you have it are you such and such what if that's the the question behind it or the reason behind it. I don't get offended if people want to guess because actually people will not guess that I'm Vietnamese right off the bat because I have high cheekbones and I guess that's very Korean or the shape of my face looks Korean. But no, 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 I don't get offended. I think, I don't know, Tom, do you? I think I get offended because the way I grew up, a lot of people would just be like, what's up, Chino? Or, you know, <laughs> what's up, Chink? Whatever, like all these terms, you know? And maybe the type of people I grew up were different than your type of people because they weren't even trying to make a uh, like an educated guess or anything or trying to really find out. They were just trying to assign something to me and just make me roll with that. Okay, that makes sense when you give that example, yeah. what you're talking about. But I've been called China too, which I don't like because, again, it's derogatory. I'm not even Chinese. Wait, China? China or like Chinita. Like yeah. Oh. We grew up around Mexican people, so... Not yeah. well, not well, even Mexican. I was in Costa Rica, and that's just how you refer to people. Like, if someone's chubby, you just call them, oh, like, gordita, or like, oh, chinita. <laughs> you just see what they look like, and then you <laughs> refer to them like that. But that's the culture there. I guess it's not our culture, so I was kind of offended by it. And, like, I was in Italy recently, and 
there's like a group of people, boys and girls, and they looked at me. I could tell I was like the only Asian person walking in the park. And they're like, China. And I'm like, I totally understand what that means. <laughs> you guys are not being spy at all. Okay. I don't speak Italian, but I, I fucking know what China means. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I think it's it also has to do with the intent of the person. Okay. Yeah. For example, at our Killer Bees gym, <laughs> you know, like so someone asked me what I am, and they proceeded to squint their eyes. So I know his intent wasn't ill, but th- that's the type of crap that you have to deal with growing up. So what type of schools did you guys attend, like demographic-wise? So where I grew up, it was mostly Asian people and Mexican people. They're rarely white people and rarely black people. They, I mean, I'm not saying they weren't there, but they weren't major population. Like 5%. Yeah, like yeah. Like, uh, honestly, 10% between black and white people. And okay. 50% Asian and 40% Mexican. And we grew up 20, 30 minutes away. But the demographic was totally different in my area. Initially, I was living in the same area as Tom till I was about seven. And then we moved to another town. The demographic is mostly white, um, very conservative, like a very strong faith-based community. So I would say, yeah, like 80% white and then 10%. It was actually 10% Asian. So it's not like we were like a tiny, tiny minority. And then maybe the rest of the 10% would be hispanic latino and like a very small percentage of like other races but the main three white hispanic latino and asian i just grew up in a mostly black school so my, <laughs> my <laughs> like upbringing was 80 percent, 90 percent, 90 percent, 90 percent. i think my entire high school career there was all like four there's all the four white people wow and one guy he is hispanic <laughs> The only reason I hesitate. You can like count them on your fingers. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Only reason I hesitate to say he's Hispanic because I'm pretty sure he's Hispanic and he gets mad because if you're Spanish, people hate being called Mexican and vice versa. And so he made it a point to say he's Hispanic. Now, I could be remembering that completely backwards. He could be making a point <laughs> to say he's not Hispanic. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time. But yeah, I can count on my hand the white people in my school. It was, mm-hmm. my school was cool. What was high school like for you, Tom? Because I want to kind of compare and contrast the two. So I, I guess in high school, it was everything I did wasn't weird. It wasn't, you know, no one judged what I did because I was surrounded by so many Asian people. If I brought Asian food to, to school, nobody said, damn, that shit smells or gave me weird looks for bringing ethnic food, food that my parents made me. There were certain people that were like, ew, that's nasty, you know? And obviously those were like the Mexican and the white kids. They didn't understand. But for the most part, I didn't get shit for bringing whatever food I wanted to bring. And yeah, so like, I guess the stuff I like to do, like the stuff I like to watch, you know, if there's a certain holiday coming up, like it's called Tet, or people call it Chinese New Year. It should really be called Lunar New Year because all of Asia celebrates and not just the Chinese people. <laughs> but if that stuff comes up and I'm saying like, oh, hey, I have to do this with my family or everybody knows like around that time of year, everybody gets busy. Like even the Mexican kids knew that, you know? So it wasn't anything weird. Like, I feel like I just grew up in the Asian community in America. So I felt like I just belonged. Let me ask you this. Forgive how this comes out, but what's the hype behind Lunar New Year? Do you treat Lunar New Year kind of the same way we treat New Year? No, it's for, for you guys, it would be like Christmas. Oh, okay. It's like a combination of Christmas and New Year's where it's it's one of the things where you get an entire family together. So that's why I say it's not like New Year's because New Year's like you go out and you party. You go out and you hang out with your friends, whatever, you know? 
But for Christmas, you get your whole family together. People fly in from out of state, from out of town, whatever. And they all get together at this one time a year. And everybody just celebrates. And it's not a one-day thing. It's like, I would say like a week-long celebration. Almost like Kwanzaa. <laughs> I never celebrated Kwanzaa, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know much about Kwanzaa, so I can't really agree or anything. But. I, I don't either. I just, know it's, I just know there's multiple days to Kwanzaa. Right. But there's really only one day of Chinese or Loon. See? Oh. See, uh, America got me fucked up. <laughs> of Lunar New Year. There's only really only one day, but it's a reason for families to get together. So, Jess, what's your, what's your high school upbringing like? I would say I was really muted with my culture. I didn't like sharing how I was different. I felt a lot more judgment, a lot more... I mean, kids are pretty mean, if you think <laughs> about it. <laughs> kids are pretty mean before they realize like what's okay to say to other people but like tom was saying he could bring whatever he wanted um for food to school i remember bringing my lunch to school like the rice and pork that my parents would pack me and just having kids stare at it and sort of make rude comments oh that looks gross it smells weird so i would be really embarrassed to eat the food that my parents packed me and a lot of times i wouldn't even open the box i would just go hungry until i got home and then at that point i would eat and my parents would ask me why i wasn't eating my food and i was ashamed to tell them the truth that i was embarrassed so i would um just say it's like really it's too hard to eat um it goes cold by the time i want to eat it the rice falls everywhere and then i would ask them to buy me bread so that we could make sandwiches instead and i was really like i said where i grew up was really conservative and very christian i never talked about religion because we're buddhist at home so growing up i felt kind of out of place in that community i remember one time i had a, a good friend and I think the topic came up that we were Buddhist and it was just kind of a traumatic experience being so young. Like, I think this was elementary school or middle school. She was just trying to be a good friend to me, but I guess she wanted to help me or, or save me <laughs> <laughs> from hell. I think that was the intention, right? <laughs> um, to try to, you know, be a good friend and help me that way. And so it was a super awkward conversation about how I should believe in God and that, you know, if I don't, then I'm going to go to hell. It was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I never really talked much about my religion, not because I was embarrassed about my religion, but mostly I never wanted to have that conversation with anyone. Here we can pop up some similarity and differences. <laughs> I grew up in a Christian household. Yeah. I'm more uh, deist now. Can I ask you what deist, deist is? is? <laughs> deist means you believe in a higher power, but not one that has a direct influence in your life. Ah, so it's not like agnostic. It's not like agnostic. Okay. okay. Agnostic, for the people that don't know, agnostic just means you don't believe in God until you get proof. So there's there's a difference. Yeah. So it's like atheist, agnostic, uh, I think there's like one more than it's deist. Mm-hmm. Could just be atheist, agnostic, deist. But anyway, so I grew up Christian home, kind of have a little bit of familiarity with Catholicism. But outside of Christianity, I don't really have any uh, familiarity with any other religion. But I know in, in Christianity, especially with black Christians, you pray before everything. Mm -hmm. So you pray before you eat. When I was on a football team, we pray before we play. Sometimes we just like. Uh, tests before tests. <laughs> some people pray before tests so there's a lot of times that people prayed so like as a buddhist is like prayer do you pray in that quantity i'll say i don't i wouldn't even go as far to say that buddhist people pray 
It's mostly meditating. I feel like with prayer, it's kind of putting power into something higher, right? Mm -hmm. Something higher has the power. But with Buddhism, it's more introspective. And so it's sort of like you hold the power to do whatever. And so you meditate to kind of gain mental clarity and to gain the strength to overcome whatever you need to do. Buddha is not a god or any type of deity that maybe people may perceive from outside religions or if they're not Buddhist, they may think that you pray to Buddha, but that's not really the case. He's more like a role model who teaches you how to be mindful and you follow what he's not instructed, but he kind of has like a guideline for how to become a happy person or how to reach nirvana. So the way my family practices Buddhism is a little different from hers. We would go to temple every, I don't know, like maybe two, three times a year. And when you go, you get incense, you burn it up and you go to a, a statue of Buddha or a statue of one of the guardians, would you say? Like, um, you know, the, 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 the warrior monk? They're called Buddhas as well. They're called bodhis- bodhisattvas. I don't know. Okay. I'm not super religious either, but I know everyone is technically a Buddha. Right. So there's like the, the main Buddha and then a lot of other ones that re- like some represent strength, some represent courage, some represent, you know, selflessness, things like that. You find one that you connect with, whatever you're trying to go for, you know. Let's say your your grandma's not doing too well. You go th- you go to the one that represents strength, and you kind of like pray. I would be like, hey, I h- really hope that my grandma gets better. Hope she gets stronger. Hope she can live a full life, like or the rest of her life, and enjoy it, have a happy life. And then you know when she dies, she's at peace, something like that. But you don't hope that a higher power helps her get there. You hope that she can recover on her own and just live better i guess so it's just kind of a way to express your hope to yourself if that makes sense like all the things that you're saying in your head you kind of just think it out clearly you don't really say it out loud but you're like okay let me think about what i want for my grandma make a sentence or whatever make a prayer out of it say it and then hold it dear in my heart type of thing it's not more for for yourself than to hope you know like you don't hope that like oh a miracle is going to happen and she gets better. It's like, oh, I hope like she can pull it together, you know, and she can just live her life the way she wants to. It kind of gives you a little peace of mind because it's like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's like, like say she's just, for example, you know, fighting cancer and on the outside, there's nothing you can really do. So that allows you to do something. Right. It's, it's kind of like it makes you think about it, you know. It's like, okay. oh, man, like this is what she's going through and like it must suck. And I just hope she gets better. You start thinking about how she feels, like why she feels that way and, you know, just that type of thing. So you, it's a form of meditation where you start addressing the problem rather than hoping something happens that makes it better. All of a sudden, it's more like what the problem is and how you can come to peace with it, because she might not get better, but you have to be able to be OK with that. You have to be able to face that problem, that inner demon. That type of thing. So, yeah, that's a interesting contrast. Um, How would you say? Well, I know you talked about how you grew up in like a primarily black community, but can you give some examples of discrimination that you've experienced? Maybe not where you grew up, but if you ever like went, went out of town to another place that's different or. Ooh. <laughs> I want to hear the juicy story. <laughs> uh, so I actually don't have any juicy stories. Um, Nothing? 
No, not me personally, but I do have some secondhand accounts. I'm not saying I've never been discriminated against. Pretty sure I have. It's just I'm so oblivious to things. I'm I kind of have a bit of tunnel vision. If it's not something I'm looking for to better me and blah blah blah, then I don't really pay attention to it. I mean, I should pay attention to my surroundings more. I'm not using that as an excuse. I should pay attention to my surroundings more, but I just don't notice those type of things for against me. Okay. Now, as far as your question goes, well, that made me think of an uh, instance when I was with my dad and my brother. It's me, my dad, and my older brother. We went to the mall to get who knows what. Me and my brother just like walk around the store, like trying to look like you know, like for clothes or whatever. So we're like you know, looking at shirts, looking at pants or whatever. And the store owner was actually following us the entire time. And so my dad noticed it. Me and my brother didn't because we looking for clothes. We <laughs> trying to you know, get some clothes or whatever. And so then, you know, he walks up to us. He's like, have y'all noticed that this lady's been false the whole time? And we look back and, you know, sure enough, like five feet behind my dad, she's just standing right there with her hands behind her back. And we was like, mm-mm. He turned to her and was like, uh, do you want to help us with anything? She's like, oh, no, no, no. And I was like, okay, we're cool. Well, we're good over here. <laughs> and then like she like turns around and walks away. And I was like, fuck. For real? <laughs> that's That's how you feel? You know what I'm saying? It's been little things like that. One of my friends, so I went to one school, Army University, where you go. One of my friends, he's like six two, six three, tall, lanky, black guy. All right. He was telling me one day he was walking down the street. I'm assuming he was headed back to the dorm, but he's walking down the street and these guys in like a pickup truck scream, "Go home, nigger!" And so they they do it as they're driving by. Mm-hmm. And mind you. Like, he gets back to the dorm, and he's pissed. Like, pissed. And we're like, yeah. yo, bro, what's wrong? And then he tells us what happened. We're like, well, damn. Because, you know, Auburn's supposed to be, like, this prestigious school. And mm-hmm. Auburn is a good number of the students at Auburn's campus are racist as fuck. Really? So what's the demographic there? We, let's see, it is 13% black. Shit. I know it's 13% black. And I think it's, like, 80% white. Okay, so primarily... Yeah, PWI. What is that? Primarily white institution. <laughs> I'm actually surprised a lot of people don't know what that means. <laughs> PWI? Yeah, that might be a black thing to know because I've never heard of that either. So, and this is slightly off topic, but in the black community, there's always the PWI versus HBCU debate. What's the second <laughs> one again? HBCU, Historically Black College or University. Never heard so of never, that either. We've never heard of these acronyms. <laughs> History lesson. <laughs> so after slavery, there's segregation, and blacks couldn't be with whites, you know, that type of shit, and they consider shit normal. So under that same pretense, we couldn't go to their schools. There are universities like Harvard, Princeton, all those, like the really old ones. They were like, no, no blacks are, blacks are not allowed. And we knew that we needed to have, like, a higher education. And since the white people wouldn't let us be at their college, we created our own. And all around the country, there's a lot of HBCUs like FAMU, Tuskegee, North Carolina A&T, just to name a couple. And I know like some other people are going to yell at me for not naming their HBCU, but whatever. I went to a PWI, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and the HBCU and PWI experience are completely different. And that's kind of where the debate comes in, you know, which is better. Some people say PWIs are better because they're more representative of the world and like how your actual professional life would be. Some people say HBCUs are better 
because HBCU is that high level environment where you're surrounded by your people mm-hmm. and learning with your people is a completely different experience than learning with, you know, people outside of your race. It's an eternal debate. Yeah. Neither side is wrong or right. So it's the PWI versus HBCU. I think that's debate. fascinating because it seems like a really a debate that's been going on forever. And I'm just learning about it today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. where <laughs> yeah. is this primarily in like the East Coast and the South? type of thing yeah all over the country i can promise you i'm trying to think i don't know any hbcus out west yeah because like growing up in california we never even thought about that kind of stuff but yeah so you could go to pretty much anywhere in the country and <laughs> if you really want to like not really start a fight but if you want to start like a very like intense debate find a group of like five or six black people and i don't know if you guys could do it because you might get looked at sideways <laughs> or if you just do it subtly you could just always ask you know actually no you could just go up and be like which is better, PWR, HBCU. And if there are, if both parties are there, you will see the debate happen. Uh, Most people rep theirs. Uh, I kind of rep PWIs. I see the debate on both sides. Sometimes I wish I would have went to an HBCU just to see the difference. Because, well, what Jess would know is the head nod doesn't exist at HBCUs. No, no, I know, I know the head nod. He told me about the head nod. Oh, the head nod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist at HBCUs. The head nod is uh, one of those things that black people do it to each other. It's a subtle, not really a reminder, but it's a subtle saying to another black person, like, I know the struggle you're going through. I'm with you. Okay. Like, I see you. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're at HBCU, everybody's black, so it doesn't oh, matter. You can't <laughs> nod to everybody. That would be tiring. <laughs> it's not even that you can nod to everybody. It's like, we all here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's no... That, I mean, there's a struggle, but we all acknowledge that we're all here and we're going through the same struggles or whatever. But when I see, like, a bunch of white people and I see the one black person, it's like, you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel you. Yeah. Can I ask you, segregation was still going on until the 60s, right? Yes. So. 50s, 60s, one of those. I should know my history, but whatever. <laughs> so we still have a lot of people today that were alive during that time. Oh, yeah. Especially in Florida. I'm thinking, like, these yeah. old people. And there's a, there's a meme I saw, like, a month ago. <laughs> There was like, it says something, it's like Dave Chappelle, and I forget which episode Dave Chappelle, but basically the caption was something along the lines of white people say that you people still hung up on segregation like it wasn't 50 years ago. So the fuck you talking about my grandma? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like we have people that are still alive, grandparents. I'm only four generations removed from slavery. Mm-hmm. My granddad remembers stories that his grandma told him about her being a slave. Yeah. So, so it's very much still yeah, like, present. Yeah. In our history, so. Wait, what was your original question? I forgot. Um segregation people I guess still I just brought up the fact that people are okay. still alive and I think I wanted to ask. I guess you said you haven't had any firsthand experiences that you've noticed, but do you feel like you notice that different mentality like people growing up in a different time? Oh yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. If you ask yeah, if you talk to anybody over 50, 50, 60, they're like how they had to move through the world is so differently than how I moved through the world. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to think like the random stuff my granddad talks about because older black people are more averse to white people. Like they still. I mean, that makes sense. They still chop it up with them, but they don't really trust them too much because white people did, did a lot of shady shit. But me so much like, eh. Like, I don't just go out saying, oh, fuck all white people. I do have some leeriness about them because not everybody can be trusted. And that's just period. Mm-hmm. So is that just with white people or in general? In general. Everybody okay. can be trusted. 
they're just more white people than our black people so therefore it feels like I'm, <laughs> like it's against white people but hey statistics and shit so let me, uh, you guys want to do introductions uh sure um i'm jessica i'm just moved here from california turn up and you said your parents from vietnam yeah both my parents are from vietnam um they moved here during the vietnam war or right after the vietnam war um and they settled in minnesota had my two siblings and i and then we moved to california and have been living there for pretty much all my life yeah i'm tom also from california but my parents were from vietnam but after the war you know the communist government was on their bullshit <laughs> they took away a lot of my family's land so my dad got fed up with it, tried to escape, hopped on a boat to go to Southeast Asia. From there, the Vietnamese government stepped in, caught them while they're in the water and everything, sent them to a refugee camp for eight years, I believe. So that's where my parents met and that's where I was born. I grew up there for four years, went back to Vietnam for a couple months, and then somehow my dad got us to America. And we first got to Florida, lived there for a year, went to California, lived there for... 20 years and i moved to florida for work came back to your roots i see yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of crazy to see like the difference of how yeah just between you two just like how differently you guys came to america and we're both vietnamese like there's so many other nationalities that i don't know i thought it was really cool when i learned that you were doing this podcast because i feel like we kind of it's kind of intuitive to look at things dualistically like black versus white perspective or just with anything not even with race like democrat versus republican mm -hmm. um but that's kind of cool that you know like what about everything in the middle like the yellow people you know the brown people <laughs> we wish we could have like represent like people representative of all different cultures that'd be pretty cool that'd be too many people that'd be <laughs> we'd never get anything yeah. <laughs> accomplished me as a person i'm just curious about people i like knowing an individual person's background uh, where they came from, you know, what shaped them into the person that they are. I'm very curious about everybody. So I have friends who are homophobic. I will admit that certain, some gay people make me uneasy. Maybe if they're hitting on you. I've had, I've had a gay person hit on me once before. I just said, thank you. <laughs> kept pushing. <I'm> flattered. <laughs> yeah. There's a, actually an interesting story that happened to me while I was on an airplane. Tune in for another episode to yeah. find out about that one. <laughs> when, whenever I have one of my gay friends on, I'll I'll mention it. So like I just like hearing about different peoples and their different struggles and where they came from because yeah. black people are another people's struggle. I'm not the only person to struggle. Everybody has their own struggles and different things they go through. And it's just cool to see what brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So l let me ask you this. Since you grew up in an area that was you know mostly black, what did you know about Asian people before you actually met some? <laughs> Not a damn thing. <laughs> uh, just like basically whatever you see on the news or movies or I mean, not even honestly, movies because they're not. There's no Asian people in movies. Except now. Except yeah, it's crazy rich Asians. Uh, <laughs> Jackie Chan, first of all. Yeah, see, like see, everybody. It's like growing up, I was either Jet Li or Jackie Chan. There's no one else they could base me off of, so that was either those two, you know. Uh, growing up, honestly, I don't think I thought about it too much because you know there's black people white people then the one hispanic dude but he was cool yeah i never really like since i since i never saw asians and never really saw them on tv never really saw them in like movies and stuff so thought of asian people was never in my mind until i got to college and then i met you know a couple asian people and then then it was like yeah asians do exist <laughs> uh, 
There are more than black and white people in this we world. Huh? <laughs> we have a whole continent. True. That motherfucker big, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did Tom tell you about our road trip? Basically, we took the 10 from Florida to California, and we went through... Like all of the South. Did that he, sounds like Vaughn. He did mention <laughs> one leg of the trip. Uh, we're Is like, that the leg I'm thinking of? <laughs> yeah, when we were in uh, like northern Florida. So we, we started in Tampa because we have family. Or I have family out there. And, you know, we're just driving up and we get to this part of Florida where for some damn reason, I just felt really uneasy. You know, I get out of the car, pump some gas. I look around and everybody's staring at me. And these people are all white people wearing like some Duck Dynasty looking stuff. They look very uneducated, very ghetto. You know, like there's like bullet holes and rust on all their cars. They're all driving pickup trucks, wearing camo clothing, like hunting gear and all this crap. And the whole time I was getting ready to pump gas, they're just staring at me. So I'm literally looking around like five sets of eyes are on me and I'm not doing anything different or wrong. You know, I'm just copping on a car, trying to pay for my gas and go. And I felt so uncomfortable that I just I said, fuck this, hop back in my car, drove on empty for another like 20 miles and filled up somewhere else. So you are lucky per se that you're of a fairer skin color <laughs> because in all honesty so i'm from alabama and there are certain parts of alabama and mississippi you don't stop in if you black you don't stop there if you need gas you keep pushing till you get to another city because you got a homegirl from mississippi no she's not she's not from mississippi i'm sorry she's from dallas she went to school in mississippi and she told me this was just two years ago she was telling me that how like some black people still get hanged to this day like, they legit found somebody's body, like, in, like, a swamp area. For you, that's, like, 10% of what we get. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, you yeah. just get stared at. But, like, for me, had I hopped out the car and that shit, I might not have made it back home. Yeah, yeah. The thing I don't understand, and I don't know if this is the right time to talk about this, but the thing I don't understand is how do you have so much hate in your heart for the color of my skin? And honestly, if you look at history, I ain't did shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do shit. But to be at, all I did was ask to be treated like a human. Yeah. And for that reason, you want to kill me. Yeah, you're asking too much. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. I didn't mean to make it so dark, but just as a black person, a lot of things you just don't do. On the same road trip, like we, we stopped in a little diner because we saw on Yelp. We're like, oh, look, the food looked good and everything. And... As soon as we walked in, everybody turned their heads. Like they, you know, when, when someone walks in a diner, you turn your head, you look, and you look back. Yeah. They kept looking. Yeah. And I was like, this is a pretty long stare to be like checking someone that's just walking through the door, you know? And we ordered our food and everything. And I feel, I just felt like the cashier lady was just talking to me differently than she talked to everybody else. So I was just like thrown off by that. And then we got our food. I didn't feel comfortable enough to sit there in the restaurant and eat. I ate in my car outside in the parking lot. Because I felt safer there or I felt like I wasn't being stared at, you know, it just wasn't a good environment. A lot of the backwoods cities in the south, they lack they lack cultural diversity. That's just straight up how it is. So for some of them, that's their first time seeing a non-white person. And it's one of those things like, oh, it's an Asian in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I've never are seen they one lost? before. What are they doing oh, here? Oh, their eyes really are smaller. <laughs> it's just shit like that, you know? <laughs> I've never seen one before in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those crazy things, so just be careful. Yeah, but like I think like just the stigma of the South and Florida, because when I was moving, you know, all my friends were like, oh, Florida, be careful. You know, there's racist white people out there. That's literally what half my friends told me after they told me, hey, good luck. And also be careful. To, Watch like, out for Florida, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. And and Jess's brother-in-law even told me, hey, you should probably get a gun for your house because you never know what's going to happen out there. 
remember that you're an Asian man living in a white man's territory. And I, I have never even thought of that. I was like, what the hell? Like, am I really that unsafe out here? You know, I would say for the most part, you're fine. If you see black people, you're okay. Yeah, no, like I, I've, I've never felt threatened in in this town particularly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so yeah. if you see black people, you're okay. We don't stick around too many places where it's unsafe, right. as you might have seen from every black person's account in a scary movie. When shit starts making sounds that they're supposed to be making, we gone. We not gonna <laughs> investigate. We gonna stay for nothing. We out. You mean you don't walk to the, the creepy little shed with the door open? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a funny story. I was in college. It was me and. Three of my homies or four of my homies. We was going to get Domino's, but we decided not to. So we're walking back to the dorm, right? There's a frat house, right? Five Capasai. The same tall 6'2 friend. Just just to be a dick, you know, because we're in college. You know, nobody was outside or anything. So we were just like, fuck PKP. And we all started laughing, all right? So me, because I'm an asshole, I look back. I go, oh, shit. And I start running. Everybody starts running. Nobody <laughs> asks the questions. <laughs> and so after, like, five steps of running, I'm laughing. So when the other friend looks back, he sees me laughing. He was like, y'all chill, just chill. He was just playing. He was just playing. And, it was, and I was like, damn. Whew, that's my laugh for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. We don't, we don't ask questions. One black person started running. We all running. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, yeah. Have you guys been discriminated against for being Asian? Oh, yeah. College? Or, or like, a period. A, a like, period? All right, so not so much in california because there's so many ethnicities and stuff you know like i kind of want to say like it's hard to be racist when there's so many other people around you it's hard to be openly racist i'm 100 percent sure there's a lot of closet racist people but it's hard to be openly racist when you're surrounded by minorities and stuff for example in santa Ana, they had a kkk rally santa Ana is known for being 90 percent mexican so what <laughs> happens when they had this rally mexicans showed up and beat the fuck out of all these people <laughs> Like, like yes. they, they they got hands like it was a fucking twenty piece buffet whatever. <laughs> like pe- people were leaving in ambulances, <laughs> oh, and that, by people I mean the KKK members. <laughs> so over there, yeah. But in in Florida, I had this one instance. You know, this seventy year old white man working at Walmart. You know, I'm walking out, and you know how they usually check your your receipt when you walk out because you bought something. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't looking and I just, you know, I kind of waited like, hey, like, can you check my receipt? He's like, oh, thanks for telling me and not just walking out. You know what? I don't care what people say. You people are all right. And I'm like, why? Why did you have to say that to me? Like, what do you mean by you people? You know, like you could have just been like, thanks for waiting. Here you go. You can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, like, I don't think his intent was bad, but he was still being racist. Like I got discriminated against for no reason. And it wasn't even like a, a bad reason, you know, it's just just how he was as a person. What about you, Jess? What you got? I don't really feel like I've been discriminated against. I mean, like the examples I was giving when I was growing up in grade school, I think that was just I don't know. That, was that wasn't like open discrimination. It was yeah. more of like my own anxiety about wanting to oh, fit yeah, in. Yeah. I don't know. My college experience, I think where I went to school, Cal State Fullerton, Titans. um was like i think it's one of the most diverse colleges in california and california is already diverse as it is so there was never i don't i can't even think of anything off the top of my head well i'll give you an example from my friend then since you can't think of one my friend went to pharmacy school in uh, las vegas and uh, he was in a this charity event you know they're volunteering they're helping out just to be good people well the lady that was in charge of 
the volunteer program. She's white. And they're like, okay, they, these people have been here for six hours helping out. Let me go buy them a cake and bring it to them, you know? Brings them a cake, gives them all these forks. And I don't know if it slipped out or whatever, but he told me that she goes, sorry, we don't have chopsticks for you to eat these with. And my friend just goes, just goes, Yo, what the fuck? Like he screamed <laughs> it out, like what the fuck to her face. And she just like, he, he said her face turned all red. She was so embarrassed. His friends had to hold him back. Cause he was getting so mad. He was like, why the fuck do we need chopsticks to eat cake? We're Americans too. Like, you know, just shit like that. Uh, second tip for white people. You can treat non-white people the same way you treat white people. Actually, there's some caveats to that statement. I can't think of them right now, but there's some caveats. But generally in public settings, you don't have to do anything special. Yeah. Don't bring me a grape drink when you bring everybody's water. I will punch you in the <laughs> fucking face. <laughs> It didn't make you bring me two waters. But isn't that kind of sad how people, like, their intention is, like, totally good, but it's just the way that things are wired in their head. Yeah, like, it's it racism is out. just, like, ingrained in them, you know? It, it, yeah. They don't mean to be racist, but it's just, it happens. Like, I'm sure, uh, she was serious, though, right? She was yeah. legitimately sorry that more, she didn't have chopsticks? Yeah. More than likely, yes. But it's one of those things where people kind of comes back to, like, lacking the cultural diversity. It's this weird, like, lack of cultural diversity and just lack for basic human empathy. Oh, so so tell me about why black guys don't smile in pictures. Bruh, uh, you, you remember that. <laughs> you remember. Yep. I've been waiting to ask you, oh, actually. Oh, you told him to wait, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 For this exact moment. Yeah. Okay. So black men don't smile in pictures because you're not supposed to. Because as a black man, you're not supposed to show emotion. <laughs> and I'm dead ass serious. Like, that's a serious answer. Dead that's a serious. Ass dead ass serious. Wow. Because if you get mad, you're the angry black man, and people hate their angry black man because for whatever reason, in white people's eyes, we turn to the Hulk and they want to shoot us. If you're too happy, why are you so happy? What have you been doing that makes you so happy? And then you get shot. Oh, <laughs> like you have to be doing drugs or something to be that happy. That's like, what people assume. Like yeah. it's it's one of those things. Like, and I kind of mentioned it. Be a man. You're taught early on to suppress all emotions. Like you can show anger. You can show a little bit of happiness. You can't show being sad. All that good stuff. Also, don't smile at pictures because it looks cool when you meme mode. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like if like you can pull up any high school picture, especially of me of anybody, like because the coaches tell you not to smile. Like you'll be in a picture like. You know what I'm saying? Don't smile. But it's funny now because we're taking pictures for my LB's wedding. Congrats again, Mr. and Mrs. Tevin Harrell. We're taking pictures, and <laughs> every time we pay, take pictures, like, I right, we doing serious face or we smiling? Which one we do? It's like, all right, we go do both. I do the serious face, and I do the smiling face. So it's uh, it's kind of funny. But <laughs> but the, the serious answer is it's just kind of ingrained in us that we don't smile in pictures. Okay. But we changing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Millennials are changing that, you know, smile, black boy joy. You know what I'm saying? If you're happy, smile. Yep. If you're happy, you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> so late, man. You got to be fast in that. My hands behind the chair. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I could have done it, but. Guess she's not happy enough. <laughs> Ooh, Tom, you're not, she's not happy? <laughs> you slacking. 